0: Hey everybody, welcome back to Explain Like I'm 5, the podcast where we take the questions you always wanted to ask and talk about them in a way that's easy to understand. We are your hosts, I'm Tim.
1: Hey everyone, I'm Kevin.
0: So Kevin, today we're talking about chess.
1: Wow, one of my favorite games.
0: That's right, and you're not the only one. Uh, So that's our first question. Why is chess so popular? And what makes it a better, quote-unquote, better game uh, Mm -hmm. than other games or sports?
1: Yeah, so... The, uh, the, you know, the top two board games in the world are actually chess and another, name, another game named Go. And both are pretty similar. They involve spatial reasoning, uh, cause and effect thinking, a lot of branched decision-making, and to a certain extent, psychological warfare. Now, chess is more structured than Go, which might make it a lot easier to pick up. So a key driver of its success, I think, is that chess has just the right balance of an ease to learn and a complexity to master. And just to put its popularity in context, about 265 million people worldwide play soccer, which is you know just the most of any traditional sport, but it's estimated by the World Chess Federation that about 600 million people play chess. So some say it's actually the world's most popular sport.
0: Well, that brings up the age old question and debate, which was gonna be my second question. Uh, Is chess a sport?
1: (laughs) Well, the uh, the IOC, the International Olympic Committee, uh, does recognize chess as a sport, and it actually seriously considered adding chess to the 2020 Olympics. It's kind of a fluid definition, though, but there are rules. Uh, It's a game of skill, not just a game of chance. Uh, It's competitive, and it requires some athletic ability. So this last one is where people tend to debate. But the truth is chess players do have to keep themselves fit to endure some pretty long matches
0: i see now let's turn to the game itself um here's a question that comes up quite often why is it the, that the queen is the strongest piece on the entire chessboard
1: oh yes um you know chess was if modern chess was invented around the the 10th century when women's status was uh, not all that high you know how come queen became the strongest piece in the world or on board right Mm. Um, well so chess was westernized a bit the queen piece was originally actually called an advisor for the king who often wielded a true power while the king held a more ceremonial position so in other words uh, there used to be no quote-unquote queen the metaphor of the game started out uh, not a royal court but as a battle in a field with pieces representing things like infantry cavalry, uh, heavy cavalry, like elephants and strategists.
0: Ah, Well, we should dive in and explain a little bit of that then. Where did chess originate from?
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So most historians agree that the game of chess was first played in northern India during the Gupta Empire in the sixth century AD. And this early type of chess was known as Chaturanga, a Sanskrit word for the military. And the earliest written evidence of chess is found in uh, the Three Romances written in Sass- Sassanid Persia around 600 AD. And when Persia was taken over by Muslims in around 633 to 644, the game spread to all parts of the Muslim world. And Muslim traders carried that game to Russia and to Western Europe. And by 1000 AD, it has spread pretty much across all over Europe.
0: Mm, and that Persian influence is interesting. The Arabic names of the pieces have some interesting meanings, right?
1: Oh, totally. Um, the Arabs transferred the game from India through Persia to the West. So in Arabic, the name of the pieces are, uh, I think the king, it was called the Malik, which does mean king. Uh, but the queen, its name was Wazir, which literally meant advisor. Uh, and it was kind of equivalent to the modern day's prime minister, if you want to think about it that way. The bishop, its name was called Phil, F-I-L, uh, which is an elephant. <laughs> and the knight, uh, it was called Hassan or Faras, uh, which did literally mean horse.
0: Uh, those all make sense. Um, how about the rook?
1: Oh, yes, the rook. The rook gets its name from uh, Roka, uh spelled R-O-K-H. And that was, it's a, it's a mythical, feature, uh, mythical creature in Arabic mythology that's kind of like a very huge eagle that can carry an elephant. Uh, so in modern Arabic, however, it is usually called uh, tabia or watchtower. And finally, uh, we have the noble pawn. Uh, it's called uh, baidaq, uh, B-A-I-D-A-Q, which actually just meant foot, foot soldier.
0: That makes sense. So the Europeans translated all these Arabic names and established what we now know as modern day chess.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, There was a key period where the game changed a lot and was established as the chess we know today. That period is about between 1470 to 1495. Uh, And the rules of the older game were changed in the West so that some of the pieces like the queen, bishop, had more scope and development of the pieces was faster and it made the game a lot, a lot more exciting. So the new game formed the basis of modern international chess.
0: Well, then if we fast forward to the 20th century, there was another big change in the game of chess.
1: 20th century, 20th century. are you talking about Big Blue and the introduction of computers?
0: Uh, exactly. So when you're playing with a, uh, a computer and you select, say, the lowest level of difficulty, how does a computer know what move to make uh, that is actually not a great move? Um, how does it make that decision?
1: <laughs> so really, really good question. Uh, I remember playing a lot of chess on my computer when I was younger, uh, and I always said it as the lowest difficulty, and would still get uh, just destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so when you're playing chess against a computer, a computer playing chess, it typically works by rating the different moves by looking ahead a bit and computing various win-lose scenarios. Like if I make this move, will I lose a piece or a good position in the future, or will my opponent? Now, setting the difficulty lower tells the computer to basically look less far ahead, look less far into the future, uh, and to consider fewer possibilities before essentially stopping. Uh, In addition, some programs will also add a bit of randomness to the score of each possible move too, That way it isn't always trying to, you know, determine the best move that gets played.
0: Well, how does a computer know what is, uh, quote unquote, best?
1: Ah, yes. Uh, So most chess programs work by calculating the value of various pieces and positions. Uh, Each piece is by itself worth some points. Um, And, you know, there's bonuses and multipliers for some useful board positions. So a position will be worth more points if it, threatens your pieces or defends the computer's pieces. And because the computer can look at all possible moves, uh, usually looking several moves into the future, and it basically makes a tactical decision based on the highest point value. So as the computer checks more and more moves, the number of possibilities increases exponentially, right? This is what makes chess so fascinating. There may be 10 possible moves in one turn, but then a hundred possible moves in the next a thousand, then 10,000. And because of this, computers are very good at estimating the next several moves, but actually still have a harder time beyond that. Um, Some chess players who specialize in playing against computers have even learned to capitalize on those weakness. So to your earlier question, uh, we can set a limit to the computer's ability to think ahead and therefore change the difficulty of who you're playing against.
0: I see. Fascinating. Now, uh, final question, uh, more practical one. Are men and women segregated when they play chess in competitions? And if so, why would they do that?
1: Oh, yes, that's actually a common misunderstanding. Men and women are not segregated in tournaments. Uh, Women can and do compete and win uh, open chess competitions, which also have male competitors. But I think the misconception comes from the fact that there are some women-only competitions mm. uh, to encourage more women into the game since there are usually more male than female chess players.
0: I see. That's good to know. Did you learn something new today? If you did, send us an email. We are at eli 5 podcast at gmail.com. We love hearing from you, especially when you have suggestions on future topics. Uh, and as always, thank you to the community at r slash I'm 5